Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Hi, it's me. It's Moshe. And today is my birthday. Happy birthday, honey. And I got the greatest gift that I could have possibly asked for for my birthday. What is it? The birth of our nation was two days ago, and my wife came back from doing her time in county jail. It did feel like I was in a small prison cell. Um, Actually, we do have a major announcement to make. Um, The whole Atlanta cooking show thing that Natasha, we said, was doing. um, You know how sometimes people do like plastic surgery, and they say like, I'm going on vacation, and really they get a nose job, and they go like just stay at home for like three weeks? That was kind of what was happening with Natasha but it wasn't plastic surgery. Uh, recently, and I don't know if you're comfortable with me talking about this, Tosh. Hmm. Well, recently Natasha was picked up for a petty sh- uh, shoplifting charge. And uh, and so she was in county for three and a half weeks. And uh, Why did they send me to county in Atlanta? It wasn't Atlanta in this world. Oh, okay. This was in the Los Angeles County Jail. Well, I, was, I had to quarantine for 10 days in a corporate kind of apartment. And it actually... Kind of felt like I was in like a Bernie Madoff jail. Oh, like a extreme low security prison. Yes, because I wasn't supposed to walk outside. There was like one small balcony facing another person. You were that about always to, smelled like cigarettes. You were about to film ten episodes of a TV show. All the similarities were there, really. right? But I'm just saying, I couldn't leave. And then it felt like, oh, this must be like when they put like those like white collar criminals because it was a form of a prison cell. <laughs> I don't think it was honey. <laughs> a fancy one. I, Not being able to walk outside. Come but, on, that's a prison. Yeah, that's true. Did you ever, by the way, walk outside? Did you do that every single day? 
Every day, Natasha would FaceTime me, and I'd be like, where are you? She'd be like, oh, I'm on a walk. I'm like, well, aren't you supposed to be quarantining? She's like, yeah, but you know what? No one's checking, and I'm walking. Moshe. Oh, I shouldn't say that? Well, I mean, it's I over would now. go outside with a mask, and I'm vaccinated. I think I'm fine. I think you're fine, too. Not going indoors anywhere. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad to be home. I'm glad you're and back. I, it was so fun to see my daughter. She just kept cr- screaming my name, Mommy, and we just kept saying Mommy and hi at the same time, and she was so happy. Yeah, that was cute. You know what else was cute was later that night. You know what I'm saying? Well, we used our uh, our splash towel. <laughs> our, where, where is it? We got a sex blanket. Where is it? It's uh, We actually got it sent. Apparently, we're being heavily featured on their website, which I, I don't know if I wanted to be the... <laughs> spokesperson for a squirt blanket but <laughs> yeah maybe we could uh not be the spokespeople for this but um you know i'm not gonna lie we have not used it yet oh look it's like a really nice blanket was. for a dog that's very sweet oh but look he looks like a count right now you know what i think this might be nice uh hmm. it's a piss pad <laughs> which is all that squirting is anyway it's just no. a big piss wait squirting it's it's pee pee we've talked about this on the podcast before uh no people say no people say no but apparently the science is unclear as to what actually uh squirt 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 is ah it's probably uh yeah no one no one they don't know for sure there's a big a big debate of whether or not squirting is pee. if i squirted i would know whether it was pee or not yeah well it's like that like pre-pee you know how there's like pre-cum it's like pre-pee it's like not stanky it's like sweet it's like sugar water (laughs) (laughs) okay well uh happy birthday honey and happy birthday america um i will tell you this i well natasha was out of town um i came home one day and my child uh, and then uh, or i was upstairs at work and the nanny was downstairs and i came downstairs and both of them had like um big big american flags and they were singing you're a grand old flag to the flag and i was like uh i I go, I say to the nanny, I'm like, this isn't exactly our vibe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm against it, but I'm not for it. Hey, our kid and the nanny are really into holidays. They got really into Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Flag Day, or Fourth of July. Why not? I know. Natasha treated it like it was a, a conversation about uh, like sex or abortion. She's like, I don't know. When I was, I called you and I was like, I don't know. They're singing a fucking grand old flag with their hand on their heart pledging allegiance she's like i'm just glad the nanny talked to, to her about it so i don't have to it's I, like <laughs> well i don't know what i mean I, i'm i'm not really trying to answer a three-year-old's question about a, about the about foundation america and the colonial state of america right why we're doing fireworks and so um so then the next and then day, we woke up today and the air pollution's bad. She couldn't go. To, they they sent an email out at school that the kids have to wear masks outside because of the fireworks. Because of all the fireworks. Well, it's poor I, air quality. I I put a very very strongly worded uh, post on next door for our neighborhood saying uh, for our pets and our vets for fires we need to stop this behavior and uh, I think that next Fourth of July the fireworks will probably finally stop. Anyway, the next day. After they were doing like you're a grand old flag and America the beautiful or whatever, she then the nanny's like, I think you want to take your her to a baseball game. Uh, I think she'd like to really like to go to a baseball game. I'm like, what do you think we should go shopping at an indoor mall next? Like, should we deep fry some Twinkies? I go, we are beatniks. We are alternative lifestyle people. You told the nanny that. Yeah, I said, you know what we use when we get cold at night? It's squirt blankets. (laughs) 
Do we seem like the kind of people that go to baseball games and sing your grand old flag? Anyway, actually, it is kind of a good idea to go to a baseball game. I think I'm going to take her to a Dodgers game, even though I don't care about the sport of baseball. Can I come? Ooh, it's kind of a kind of a fa- I've never da- been daddy daddy kind of a thing. Yeah, come along. I'll buy you a a Dodger dog. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, that is one thing about baseball game, baseball in general. Even though it's a bit of a boring sport, it's like a fun uh, activity. It's it's kind of quirky Americana. And if there's one thing I love, it's the United States of America. You're a grand old flag. You're a high-flying flag. And you've made a, made a way. Is that what they were singing? No, I'm sorry. That does sound kind of cute, though. <laughs> Marching through the hallways singing that. With a flag. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, she uh, also did ask me, our child recently, um, how, did, how did the Americans end up here? Is America not just an extension of the British Empire's colonial <laughs> aspirations? Are we not just simply another footprint on the uh, on the native people's uh, sovereign territory? Uh, what uh, what right do we have to be here? And what right do we have to claim that American exceptionalism is exceptional when it was built on the backs of other people's labor and of stolen uh, stolen land? Then she went on to say it's similar to the, the to the uh, the taking of the subcontinent in Southeast Asia and the British Empire's deconstruction of itself is merely an excuse for it to continue its colonial aspirations under the auspices of not being in control of a people's while still uh, taking advantage of their natural resources and their their fi- financial uh, windfalls. Uh, she said, in fact, the people of Algeria, when they rose up against their French oppressors, provided a framework uh, for future revolution, and one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. So, I don't know. It does seem like she's getting quite an education. I said, uh, I said, honestly, I'm just a comedian, and I don't comment on stuff like that. And then I locked her in a room, and I didn't feed her for four days. <laughs> So I think she loves America, and that's pretty beautiful. <laughs> America, America, it's my birthday today. It's my birthday. What are you going to do for me for my birthday? Um, it's a surprise. By which you mean nothing. <laughs> you better have baked me a fucking cake or got me... Uh, if you don't remember Cake Gate, Chocolate Cake Gate, you, did, you aren't planning anything. And you know what? I don't care. It's the hypocrisy that bothers me. I don't need a gift. I don't need a cake. All I need is a high five in the morning and a, and a, uh, a military salute to our troops who need to not have fireworks. Okay, well, uh, let's take a call. Let's do it. Hey, Tosh. Hey, Mosh. I'm pretty excited. About what? Well, I've been stanking like an old raccoon lately. But I just opened up a package and I got three new native deodorant. You know it's my favorite deodorant company? You do love it. I want you to smell these. This this first one, this is the uh, coconut vanilla. Smell that bad boy right there. J'adore. J'adore. Smell, you know what it smells like? Mm. It smells like a dang cocktail in the in the sea. Now, you, you're now smelling the eucalyptus mint. What do you think of that? I Subtle, like that too. Crisp, it's, sharp. It, t- it smells a little more like fresh. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I, like, I think I like this one. Yes. What's this one? That's Will you the wear this citrus one? and herbal musk. That's. I you, guess I like musk. Yeah, that's if I you want to smell like an orange that's a deep thinker. 
I love native deodorant, and I'll tell you why. They send it straight to you. It's natural ingredients, and it actually works. A big problem with the uh, traditional deodorant is you feel weird putting that stuff in your body. And a big problem with the old-school natural deodorant is it doesn't make you not smell. Native's on a mission to overhaul your entire hygiene routine by putting the care in self-care with products carefully made to work against odor that are made with simple ingredients that smell great. Stay fresh, stay clean with Native by going to nativedeo.com slash honeymoon or use promo code honeymoon at checkout and get 20% off your first order. And guess what? They don't just make deodorants. They also now have a broad spectrum SPF 30 sunscreen for your face and body. It's lightweight, absorbs quickly, and you can choose from unscented or coconut and pineapple. So once again, that's nativedeo.com slash honeymoon or use promo code honeymoon at checkout for 20% off your first order. Uh, now we're going to call the one and only Cassidy in Boise, Idaho. You've been to Bo- Boise? I have. It's a beautiful place. Cassidy, how Hi. you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, Cassidy, it's my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. We just celebrated all my best friend's birthdays like on Saturday. Is there anything being planned in Boise for my birthday? Have you noticed um, any change in the air? No. Mm, weird. Unfortunately. Mm. Sorry, honey. I'll definitely have a drink for you, though. Thank you. Yeah. Isn't definitely. it David Bowie's birthday, too? Uh, I know Madonna and I share a birthday. Oh, okay. Or so maybe the- my brother shares a birthday. No, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Cassidy, you look pretty young. Do you know who Sylvester Stallone is? <laughs> it sounds really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Rocky is? No. Rambo? <laughs> that sounds familiar, too. Oh, Cassidy. <laughs> My lord. Ask her how many uh, different seasons of Star Trek she knows about, hun. Well, have you watched Star Trek The Next Generation? No. Hey, listen. I think, honestly, for my birthday, I would appreciate it if you watch all 11 seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation. (laughs) I think it would really help you. I'll get right on that. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, Cassidy, how can we help you? Okay, you guys, you're not going to believe this. I bet we will. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 90% sure my roommate is douching in our shared shower <laughs> what makes you <laughs> wait Pete, I, I i've never done that douching it just seems like a. actually it's funny that you don't know who sylvester stallone and and uh, rocky and rambo is because douching feels like a like, like a, what our moms did a behavior like, from that era it's like squirting vinegar up your vagina right basically except it's with a boy he's he's a dude oh so is he gay Yes. Oh, that makes a little bit more sense. Oh, they do it in their butt? They clean it out. They... Like with women, it was like a systemic misogynistic oppression thing. Like your mm. vagina doesn't smell good, make it smell better for a man. It was all fake and it's actually bad for women. But for gay men, it's like they are they have a functional reason. They're up there squirting and okay, cleansing. Okay, but still, I don't think you want shit water in your bathtub. Shit vinegar water. Get it clear. <laughs> so wait. No, I absolutely do not. What are the what are the reasons? Like, why do you think he's yeah, doing what it? What kind of clues? Is there like a little brown like Hansel and Gretel trail to to his bedroom or what? Basically, so I went to go take a shower. So I like heard him take a shower and I was like, okay, like I'm taking a shower after. I open the shower curtain and there's like brown spots. Oh all my God. The Are you wall. kidding? Yeah. So I texted him and I was like, hey, is there poop in our shower? And? And he said, no, it's dog poop. Why? And then how many other times have you seen this? 
like four or five this okay. year. Wait a minute. You four <laughs> or enough, you know? You four or five times come into the shower and seen little dribbles of, of doo doo stank? <laughs> Is that for real? <laughs> yes. Oh. I was like, maybe it's just like a face mask or something, but just the way that it like smelled in the shower too. I was I'm like, sorry. Wait, <laughs> Natasha's gagging actually. Wow, this is crazy. A face mask would... I, I can't... You can't deal with this? Like a mud mask, you know? Yeah, but a mud mask that smells like shit, like human shit. <laughs> Are you okay, Natasha? Do you have one of those curtains? Is no. that the deal? Like, I just want to know what the, what the, what's, what's it made up out of. What, what are you shower? talking about? Oh, the where's shower. The, where's the shit? It, it's like on the shower walls and like kind of on the shower curtain. So he's I like... like- <laughs> so he's like in there shoving a douche in his ass and then just like leaning up against the wall like like a woman giving birth at a public mall when she wasn't expecting to. So he's just like, and it's just like gabloosh. And he's trying, you know what? He's trying to, he's probably trying to adjust the shower head to wash it off, but you don't, you probably need a more articulating shower head okay. that comes down a little yeah, more. I, I have a few practical questions hold on <laughs> natasha's falling okay. apart with okay. this question okay. right now so uh how is his cleanliness in general with keith doing his side of the chores Good does question. he do stuff um it is terrible okay so he's like not the worst human being ever but he's pretty pretty messy like so one he's a, time he's a dirty little pig his, what was that he's a dirty little pig kind of yes so one time he shaved his pubes into the toilet and then just like left it. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Like you basically know what it's like now to be a wife and No, she doesn't. <laughs> deal with a man's gross uh I... beard hair, pube hair, shit water. I, you've piss. never I just got home from a month and Moshe the toilets like they had not been flushed in a while. What are you talking about? <laughs> wow. It's psychotic. I that's not true. Natasha's trying to do a little roast session. No, I think sometimes uh You're right though. It's nice to live with women where they have like one No, sometimes no, women once are pigs a, too. No, it's nice. Once in a while you'll just see like a a a blood saturated wad of cotton floating around your house. It's a nice little thing. True. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. I think you just need to... I mean, I'm planning on having one of these talks with Moshe soon. You know, I think you need to have a talk. It is true. She did bring... It's so funny you bring this up because she said uh, yesterday, she's like, someday soon we're going to have to have a talk about the uh, four to five times of dribbled shit water I found (laughs) splashed on the walls of our shower. No, but you have like full bottles full of used toothpicks like... Honey. I'm just saying. Honey. I'm saying. Okay, no. Here's my advice. Here's I, my advice. I've asked you like 90 times not to talk about that. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's all I'm saying is I think sometimes you have to have a talk with people Does has nothing to do with gender. Just have a talk sometimes with your roommate if you have different levels of what you're comfortable with, you know, with yeah. cleanliness because to me there's like a, a line that people can cross, you know, and it's like maybe not doing the dishes, whatever, but a lot of times with like personal hygiene, I think it's important to have like expectations with what you expect from people. Hold on. Let me just jump in here. This woman, Cassidy, <laughs> our friend, calls in and says that she suspects her roommate is shitting in the shower and shaved his pubic hair and left it floating atop the toilet like a tuft, an island of tuft hair. And your response was, you know, that reminds me of you, Moshe. I'm going to have a similar talk 
This is not a case of men. Your roommate is a slob. He's he's nasty. I want to be like, can you like pack your things, please? What do you mean? You want to kick like, him out? I just want him to move out. Oh yeah, right. Oh okay. Well, I was gonna say, you know, here's the thing: you should have a conversation with him, and you have to say, listen, um, what's your what's your expectations with the rent? Because it sounds like you're in control, right? Yeah. So ask yeah. him what his expect. What's his deal? You know, how, what's you know? You can say I might be changing. Um, I might be changing what I'm doing. You know, I, I might, <laughs> Natasha I might always, have a friend moving Natasha in. Natasha always tells a lie when the truth will do. That's no, like, that's I'm just your strategy. saying like you want to make sure it's she her She doesn't apartment. have a friend moving in. That's but, something you just made up. But she doesn't want to live with him anymore. Yeah, so maybe say that. I think we time the time. Are you the lease lord? Isn't that a weird phrase, by the way? The lease lord. <laughs> I lord the lease. Are you in charge? No. I mean, I found the house and I found all these roommates to move in. So you could technically I am like I have the most say, I feel like. How doable is it living with him? Are you like, absolutely, this has to end or? I mean, I think if he didn't douche in our shower and like leap pubes everywhere, I could live with him. Like he's not bad. Maybe just say that. How about a real conversation? And, and you can. And then if he's not that bad and you don't really want him to go, you can say, listen, I think that um there's I know that we're all different levels of cleanliness and, you know, we're all working together and living together. But there's a few things that kind of cross the line for me, uh, you know, and then and you can tell him that the, the douche thing for sure. I think that <laughs> you need to get a spray bottle of like some eucalyptus spray and you need to like I would say uh, you need more him, than eucalyptus. Tell him he needs to like not do that or clean it or like go to a spa or something. I don't think eucalyptus is the solution to biohazard. I think you might need some Lysol or bleach. Another thing I would recommend is I have this blanket here. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe you could put this squirt it's called the layer and they oh, they yeah. se- they sent us one. And this looks like it could fit in a shower pretty easily, and then he could just squat and gobble right <laughs> over this thing. I'll leave him your um your discount code. Oh, yeah, I don't think we have a discount code, but we'll send you ours we'll because we like we like to have raw squirt on our sheets, and so this isn't going to work for us. But honestly, Cassidy, I think it's important to like it's. It, I think it's nice to come out of the pandemic saying what you want, you know, like I feel like there's some new levels of like boundary setting I would like to set. You know, we've just had a year of like thinking about things. This is another passive aggressive no. uh, comment to me. No, I'm just saying like, what's wrong with saying that to someone? No, a hundred percent. Like, ha- like you- I like, you know, living with you. You always start with a compliment, but you know, a few things are a deal breaker for me and like any kind of personal hygiene stuff. Like I noticed once, like if you're going to shave your pubes or whatever, you know, it's like those kind of things are important. Now, have you ever talked to him about this stuff? Or is it always just like not quite saying what you want, but going like, is this your shit? Is this by any chance your human shit? You're never going like, this is gross. I know what this is. What's going on? This is unacceptable. Yeah. um, I don't think I have just because I don't want to make him feel like uncomfortable. Sure. I mean, like, I feel like it's a pretty like vulnerable thing to be like taking care of yourself. Yeah, but it's your own space. Like we share this space together, but it also like is also his space. It's not vulnerable at all. It's not like he's like some sensitive flower. You want to know what you do? I've never done this before, but I could tell you what you would do if you needed to douche and clean out your insides to get ready for a good reman. You (laughs) you do it over the toilet. 
you stick your hand in, you pop it in, squish, squish, and then you gabloosh into the toilet. You don't it's need more to, comfortable for him to do it in the shower. But that ain't important. That's not fair because it's a shared space. Because you have a receptacle in. I, I don't know what Boise's like, but I think you guys all have a receptacle where shit is actually. It's designed to accept human shit. Yes. And and I think that just knowing that there's lines that he can't cross and it'd be really interesting because what if he stopped doing it you know I think that that would be a cool lesson for you and asking for what you want and a cool lesson for him learning how to be around people and also if he keeps doing it now you have a perfect excuse to say you know I think in 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 two months yeah yeah that's it you gotta give him the old one strike okay you know and it's July it's July pride week pride month is over it's time (laughs) Yeah, it's time to move on. It's time for him to get it together. He had all of pride to get to get cleaned out and to dribble all over your shower, but now it's time. Now it's America's month. Okay, well, good luck, Cassidy. Uh, keep Thanks, us posted, God. and I, I really, I really hope for a shit-free shower. Cause, oh man, because you don't want to gag in the shower. Yeah, may you have a shit-free July. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be using my shower, you know. And honestly, it'd be good for him because if he doesn't learn this lesson now. And also pr- schedule it. Ask him if he has a minute to talk yeah. um, okay. This in the next couple of days and make yeah. time for it and make it private so it doesn't embarrass him in front of other people. And one thing you could do if he won't stop is try to spy on him in the shower, put like a, a ring camera in there. And when you see him doing it, run in with a like a large cork or butt plug, <laughs> pop it in there and don't let it out like a saw, like the saw movies, which I'm sure you are familiar with. Don't let the plug out until he agrees to never again do it in the shower. And then at that point you release and the relief he'll associate with his commitment. And at that point he'll change his behavior. Okay. Good luck, Cassidy. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was pretty funny. That was pure, uh, lesson in growing up. I do think that there is something to that. I almost said that to her. When you're young, it's very difficult to find to muster the commitment to have an uncomfortable conversation where you set a real boundary. So you keep like dancing in these weird ways around things that are unacceptable, and then you let it faster and faster and faster. And then it, the way that it finally expresses itself is in a huge immature fight, right? Where you can confront something head on without emotion and solve a problem before it becomes an emergency. And that's what this, clearly that's what was going on here. They're all young. He's young. He's probably still figuring his body out and how it works. And he's gross because he's young. And she doesn't want to say like, I have boundaries. But all it requires is one real conversation. And I cannot believe you compared me to the dribbling bandit. (laughs) The dribbling booty bandit. Okay, well, maybe we should take some secrets. Let's do it. Let's hear some secrets. I want to take some. Let's take it.
All right, so Bo was talking about things in his special that maybe were a little heavier or um, deeper than you can go with the doctor, and now you're like, oh my God, I'm just realizing that my husband's kind of a normie when it comes to a lot of stuff, even though he's smart, and I kind of want to fuck Bo Burnham. Well, I mean, anybody watching that special would have wanted to fuck him. He was definitely doing like a I'm hot kind of like... His hair sultry, looked good long. Long hair, Jesus Christ, good body. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was doing a sultry thing. He was. He was using his sexuality and it, it was Right. A, Men don't like that special. Men with I loved it. Girlfriends and wives don't like that special as much as women. I, that is not true. <laughs> I fucked Bo that night. I drove to his place. I did. I douched up, dribbled out, got in the car, and banged over to Bo's. Um Here's what I would say. I mean, he definitely looked good. And I could see how um, the boyfriend also is like, why are you bringing that up? I don't hmm. really want to talk about him. Here's what I think of that of that secret. While it might be a harbinger of uh, a doom in your relationship and that you finally figured out that you're intellectually incompatible. It also might be, you know, both special and 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 it's ilk were, were very, you know, artistic and kind of um <clears throat> emo and that might not be the kind of stuff that hits your doctor boyfriend where it hurts like intellectual compatibility isn't uh based on one thing like i had a friend who he had this like test where he would go out with w women and he was all often dating young women and he would ask them if they knew who david lynch was and if they didn't he'd be like i'm never dating her again and i always thought that was stupid <laughs> Because it's obviously stupid because it's like it's one widget of information. What like, if they didn't know who Rocky was? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's just that's just being young, I guess. But I'm saying like, okay, he might be intellectually incompatible with you, but also it might just be that this particular kind of of thing isn't his thing. I think there's more information to be found. Well, you know, you could also examine it. Like, you know, sometimes something can happen, a pandemic, it's and true. then you see something, and it can like shift you in a way where you. Especially when you get married young, like, you know, um, maybe you guys don't see the world in the same way. Like maybe he, you know, because that special definitely had like a dark edge to it. And, you know, maybe he's not like a big critical thinker or maybe he just thinks everything's going to be fine. And then he's like really good at dot like or maybe science it's, maybe it's just one special and it wasn't his thing i mean i loved it but it do, i don't need no, other but people she's to love kind it. of starting to realize that she's like his this has her her boyfriend her husband's superior inferior no that she's his superior right well all i'm saying is don't make that decision based upon one stand-up comedy special explore it because there's an old jewish saying yes it says when it comes to divorcing a doctor never do it in haste that's all I'm saying. Wait and see. Watch a true foe film and see what he thinks of that before you decide yeah, you're so much smarter than this doctor that you go back to work at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, you can always have friends for that stuff and you can try to uh, make the most of it. Well, like last, he is a doctor. He's gone a lot. That's always nice. Yeah, last night I tried to watch The Tomorrow War with Natasha and she was like, this is really stupid. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Natasha is not my intellectual equal. She doesn't understand that no. these future aliens, the white spikes, uh, have a time-traveling war with the people of the past in a movie that barely no. makes any sense. Here's the problem with what you're saying right now, Moshe. She said like two or three times that she had a visceral reaction to the special. Yeah. So she's not wanting to talk about it intellectually. She's saying she had like this cataclysmic like 
change in her after she was she's juicing. <laughs> I got she it. Just wanted she to got fuck moist. Bo. Yeah. It's like fine. <laughs> All right. Shall we hear another secret? Okay. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Um, I have a secret. Um, so I am 26 years old. I have been sexually active for about 10, 11 years. And um, I'm just now finding out that I have never come until this week. And that is all thanks to you guys. You guys played a, um, I guess, an ad for Dame. And uh, my boyfriend was away for the summer, so I was feeling bendy and bought a vibrator and my life has changed. And that's when I realized that I have uh, never come until now. I've been having 10 years of poor sex. And uh, now I can't stop masturbating with a 13-year-old boy. Anyway, thanks. That's amazing. I agree. I mean, it just makes me think any woman out there listening who is like, I've never had an orgasm or I'm she not sure. She didn't even know she didn't have one. Right. That's how. Fu- Get a vibrator. Just buy one of our vibrators. Well, they're not our vibrators. Well, we have a promo code. But I've used Damon. Here's the thing, too. You have? Yes. Yeah. I've used the. Well, I mean. The Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> the butt douche? No, but here's the thing about it. Um, you can use it in, during sex is what I'm trying to say. You can like bring it along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't just like hog it and never want to like be with your boyfriend either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can incorporate it into the sex act and make it kind of hot. Like it's not your. I don't think unless you're you're the people you're having sex with are like idiots that you're that you're the boys will be like I don't like that. They'll be mm-hmm. like that's hot. Uh, but anyway, whatever on that. How crazy is it that the, some some ad that we that we read on this podcast created this woman's journey into the second chapter of her sexuality, where it's like about her and her pleasure? I think that's so cool. I mean, I think it's it's always been a trip to me. I was trying to write stand up about it a long time ago about how like there's a the the percentage of women in the world that go through life never having had an orgasm. It's so crazy, it, and when it's it's possible, and they have stuff that makes it easy. Dame. Well, get your dame. And uh, hey, we should send this to Dame and get them to re up our ad buys because uh, there's no better advertisement for Dame products than they heard it on here on the Endless Honeymoon and they figured out what coming felt like. Dame. I wonder if that's the first orgasm we've been responsible for from a listener. I, well, I've had, well, yeah, from a listener because a host, you've said a couple of things on here that I straight up blasted <laughs> during, the, during the pod, but I'm very silent when I do it. All right, well, why don't we take another call? Okay, let's call Annie in Brooklyn. Oh my gosh, hi. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. (laughs) Hey, Annie, it's my birthday. Is it really? It is, yeah. Happy birthday, Moshe. Thank you. Let me ask you a question. Um, is the community of Brooklyn doing anything? Have you noticed for my birthday? Um, 
I'm not technically there currently. I see. But there is, you... I'm at a party right now. So, yes. Really? There's, oh, we're yeah. we're at a 4th big... of July observed party currently. <laughs> okay. And you stole away to go record a podcast real quick? <laughs> I was like, I got, I got important things to take care of. <laughs> Wait, I'm very curious because this sounds like fun. It's like a fete or something. Like this is like yes. a three-day three party? Well, so a friend of mine has like a place with a pool upstate and I get to take advantage of it. And there's other people here now, Hell yeah. uh, but I'm just staying for a couple of days with some, some gal pals and helping kind of take care of a baby in the mix. But... <laughs> it does sound like a party. Now, yeah, that you, like, now that you explain it. I'm on the outer circle of the childcare part. So it's you're like, like, fine, I'll sleep in the attic, but just don't like yeah. bo- bother me too much. Yeah, no, w- w- I'm going to be hungover. I'm still not going to uh, help until, yeah, I've had a couple cups of coffee. When you but. said upstate baby, I was like, yeah, that's a party. <laughs> There's a pool. Yeah, a pool. There's okay, a pool. Fine. There's a pool. I Sounds am in good. the child's nap room though, so I might get kicked out at some point so she can come go back to All right, let's get to it then. What why'd you contact us? <laughs> um well this is awesome. Thank you so much. Um I'm very excited and a little nervous. But um yeah, I so I started, are we. I started <laughs> I started dating this um nice young man kind of towards the end of lockdown. Um, did, did some of the COVID dating weirdness of like, we're going to FaceTime before we meet and, um, you know, go on a couple of outdoor dates, walking through a park when there's still snow on the ground and all, all that weird in between stuff. Um, and then finally got to like, hang out in person and get to know each other, um, like at the end of spring, beginning of summer, whole time, very communicative, really sweet guy. Um, but he, he was coming out of a, an engagement. So I kind of knew from the get go, it wasn't like necessarily like, all right, off to the races. Um, and so we've sensed, we've sensed like, um, stopped seeing each other. Um, I think he was sensing, I was like ready to like, you know, have a boyfriend and boyfriend observed boyfriend observed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was, I felt like proud of myself for taking it slow and kind of just being like, whatever, it's chill. We're just having fun. Um, he could smell it though, huh? Smell it. He was really cool and, and nice about it. He wasn't, um, no, no, um, no fuck boy behavior. Um, very sweet. Um, like it was one of the more amicable, amicable breakups I've ever had. Um, but the trouble with that is usually I can find something kind of like, all right, well, it didn't work out because that guy was a dick or X, Y, Z. Um, not you still like him. I still like him. I still like him. And I don't know. I know like, it's like whatever, you know, time heals all wounds kind of thing. But I'm, I'm just kind of curious if you guys feel like there's ever a situation where there is a way to like leave a window of opportunity open for when the timing is better. Cause I do, I do feel like the situation is very situational. Um, if that makes sense, but 
I also don't, I feel like I'm still kind of bargaining, you know, you're, you're um, trying to, you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. You're like, Oh, maybe he is kind of still interested, you know, yeah. and, and he might be, he might be a little bit, but what I would suggest is like getting a pad of paper and just trying to remember everything like that you really don't like about him. And like, <laughs> but that's the thing. I don't have any, I don't. Yeah, no, there's so probably so something new. he it did. Wait, it's, so hold on. Let me jump in. Why, why did you break up? Because he wasn't ready to commit because he was still had residual stuff from his engagement. And you were like, I want something serious, so I'm going to move on. Well, I, it wasn't even that I wanted something serious. I just kind of wanted to keep hanging out and with the possibility of it becoming serious. And he, um, it's residual stuff from engagement and like, like family member with cancer. Men, like healthy sure. mental health. Like I'm going to take some time. I'm not ready but, to. I'm not going to be it. a good boyfriend. But he broke it off with you. Just he broke to... it off. Yes. And but he wasn't offering that you guys could keep it casual. No. Either. <laughs> and then and then w- w- what indication do you have that he's still in? Uh, no. And I'm sorry if this is harsh. No, but it's not. What, what indication <laughs> do you have that he's still interested in you? I don't. I don't have any. It's it's in her head. She oh, hopes. it's in your head. It's a, it's a hope. So you're it's asking hope, it's a hope that like maybe things will be different down the line. Yeah. You're asking whether or not you can keep mental space open and w- for a future rekindling from a man that broke it off with you and hasn't given you any indication <laughs> that he wants that. I, knew, I was trying to figure out how to set it up in a way that's not that's not the first thing that you Say. that's why my advice is good yeah yeah i didn't say it was bad yeah i mean you have to start thinking of the things that are or try to just imagine him shitting his pants <laughs> <laughs> like if he ever almost went to a place or you ever heard anything kind of negative about him just try to like when you think about him just say you know you wish him the best but and think about the qualities that he had that you really liked because one quality he had yeah that you really didn't like that I wouldn't like as a woman is it's being engaged. He was, well, he just doesn't seem like he's like that into it. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, no, totally, and, totally. and that's, and that's, and he might, that might be kind of his personality and like, that might not work for you. Like it's never fun to be in a relationship with someone who can never quite go there. You know, you always feel anxious. So it's like, think about all the cool things you did like about him too. If you want, if you can't think of anything negative and then think of, the person who you're going to meet, who's going to like actually have the big thing he was missing. That's so good, Tosh. Maybe down the line, he might come back. Who knows? But you know, it's probably not going to happen. But don't leave, don't necessarily take up energy, like leaving space for that. No, but think it, that's what I'm saying. Like take the psychic space from him. Like take, think about what that is that you loved, you know, that you liked about him. That's my, I think that's so spot on. And you live in fucking Brooklyn. There's somebody else like that. (laughs) (laughs) He's not that special. Well, this is what, what I think Natasha's advice is spot on. Find the things you liked about him and then say, let me go find someone out there that has all of those things. Plus, the the small detail of they really like me the same I like as I like them because you deserve you deserve a partner that has all of the things not just like he's so good everything about him was perfect except he wasn't interested in me right like that's not so so like and and then what I was hearing was you were like well what isn't it okay if I leave a space open for a future where maybe it's rekindled what is it that makes you think that you have to plan for that if it is possible in the abstract future that he'll come back around you'll be single you'll fall back in love with him he'll fall in love with you and you'll connect why do you have to now 
what do anything to prepare for that if that's if the the destiny that you guys are fated for then that would happen you don't need to make a decision to set up for that you can just live your life and now, you got a cool special experience you got to like open yourself up beyond what you would really feel comfortable doing doing the zoom dates right and like mm-hmm. walking six feet apart in the winter you know you were kind of going there for yeah. the spirit for the spirit of it and yeah. you know that's kind of a cool memory and maybe his openness to it also is something you also want in someone you know like i like that yeah what my as my as my great aunt maya angelou once said um uh when someone tells you who they are believe them i mean he's told you who he is he's cool and awesome and also not available so wouldn't you like someone that's cool and awesome and available that seems like a better fit I say no mental space for that man. Move along. Can I ask a, a follow-up like dating advice in general question to that? Tosh, what do you think? Can she? It depends. Does that baby have to go to bed in that nursery soon? No, no, no. Not, I'm okay. not getting any indication. Okay, yes. Well, we, we'll, send, we'll send you the Venmo of our producer and you'll have to pay the fee twice. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, and, and no. I just want to thank all of our guests for paying $1,000 to $1, ask $1, us a $1,000 per question. <laughs> so. Yes, that is pretty awesome. Well uh, worth it. Well worth it. Um, yeah. What's the question? No, I guess um, I am kind of like curious about dating people who are sober, or I myself like trying to drink less while dating. It kind of feels like this baseline thing that's like making things like um, not harder, but it's just sort of like it, it feels like a lot to constantly be putting yourself out there and then like having a date involve um, needing to go out for drinks. And I'm kind of curious, like how you guys did it at the beginning and like Moshe, well, I guess both of you, but like how, how to do things interestingly with a brand new person, um, without drinks, the pressure off without, without the alcohol being a part of it. So is, is that important to you that there is an alcohol involved? It's not important to me, but I think it would help me open up my like radius of people a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. It's hard for me to answer that question personally because all of my dating has been done uh, sober. So I don't have a context for what, for how useful alcohol can be in the dating world. I know people, I know I'm I'm not, I'm aware of it. People go out for drinks, they lubricate themselves, they feel like, you know, their guard is let down. But I just had to figure out a way to let my guard down without that. And so I don't know. I, I, I do feel like a lot of people are trying to drink less, I'm sure. But so it's like, even if you do end up going out for drinks, it's like, how does the other person handle it? Are they trying to keep the party going and like getting wasted? Or are they like you? And they're like, okay, maybe we could go like transition this to something else now. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I think walks are really cool. I think going on a long walk is like, you know, you could, it's, it's you live in fucking New York. It's the, yeah, the, the king could, of the long walk. You could like, and then, then you can get to, you know, if you want to do something spontaneous, you can. What about, are you, the, you know, you're in New York, so you could like go into a place or something. Yeah, you could go down a, have you ever been to Times Square? Oh, and if it doesn't work out. Times Square rules, like there's all these it, billboards. If it doesn't work out, you get your exercise. Exactly. It's a, it's That's a double a win. Point. That's really and, good. That's good. And then, you know, and then if you don't have enough to like carry the relationship in common. Mm-hmm. Then you don't you know want to talk with them anyway. Exactly. I have a suggestion. Are you on apps? Is that is that how you find th- these men? I am. Yes. So why not just look up a keyword sober? Find a couple sober guys who are actually sober, who they they don't drink. Go out with them 
And then you'll know, oh, this is what it's like to date sober. Like, don't, don't by the way, don't tell them, oh, yeah, I've been looking up sober people as a social experiment. <laughs> to no, figure but it, out what... it would be nice. Wait, but are there a lot of, do people say they're sober I'm sure, on apps? Absolutely. I'm sure. Well, that's kind of why I thought of this question was like, there's there's been several people who've kind of popped up for me and I'm like, oh, it says they don't drink. And I kind of get this like initial panic of like, well, what, what are we going to do then? Yeah, right. You're I have an to idea it. too. Yeah. I think that that should not be the criteria. Yeah. Drink. It sounds like, I mean, if you were like, no, I have to be with a sober person. I'm in sobriety. You know, it's been hard for me. Or, you know, it's a challenge. So that would be make my life so much easier Then yeah, maybe stick to that. But it sounds like you should just be open, mm-hmm. you know, and. But all I'm saying is if you find sober a few sober guys and say and go out and let them do the planning they'll plan it and then you'll figure out what that feels like that's all i've ever done dating wise it's never been about going to drinks and having been a sober person for this long i've i've in my years of dating i encountered a few women who were they were so dependent on alcohol not and i don't mean they were alcoholics i mean they had a psychological association with dating and drinking or sex and drinking that it made me uncomfortable. They, they were uncomfortable being Just intimate being themselves. or being themselves in a dating situation without getting a cocktail or drink. And I was like, that always felt weird to me. So now it's, you know, it's maybe it, it could be a cool experiment. Find a sober guy, say, let's go out and let him plan. And then you'll figure out what it's like. Well, we're also approaching summer and like, I know I'm, I lived in New York like a long time ago. So you could always like grab any kind of like paper and just kind of scour it and circle everything cool. And then you'd have it in front of you and then you would remember when things were. But I know now it's all on your phone Mm -hmm. and you kind of forget to like find out. Are you recommending that she take out uh, the classifieds? No. (laughs) So a Woody Allen film? No, because you used to be able to tell like if there was like a movie in the park and like it would be, it would like, it would organize it by area and then you could find all the outdoor activities that would be happening. You'd be like, oh my God, there's a, uh, this fest, this music, this type of music festival in Central Park at that time or, you know, there could be some cool outdoor stuff. How do you find that? Can someone tell us how you find that now? Like, Yeah, I actually can. (laughs) No, I can. There's this really cool thing that took the place of a lot of these newspapers, which is, it's like, I guess called the World Wide Web. No, but how do you Google like, oh, you just save top 10 things to do in New York this weekend. But then it's like you don't have time to plan or get your, I guess you could say top 10, top 10 outdoor (laughs) things to do in Manhattan this summer. Natasha, do you think it's only top 10 lists? I don't know. I'm trying to figure (laughs) out like. Like there's Shakespeare in the park. Like there's you would go to Google and go Shakespeare in the park. I know, but you have to get all this stuff in advance. And sometimes there's things that you might want to go to that you would have never thought of. That's right. the problem okay, with okay. the fucking internet. Why are you making me seem so stupid? Listen, I'm not making you seem. Stupid. I want someone to give me ideas. You know, like I want someone yeah. to give me ideas. Especially if I'm saying if I'm if I'm trying to date people, I'm like, what kind of things would be fun to like go out? I could bring a girlfriend. I mean, literally you meet can people. Yeah. Go, you can literally Google fun things to do in New York. All right. Well, I'm just saying I, I loved like keeping track of like what, like what the month would look like and what could be some fun things to like invite the right person to. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What did you guys do on your first few dates? Like, or was it different because you guys had friends in common and it was more just like hanging out and casual? Well, Natasha brought by um, a like a large uh, Los Angeles Times and a highlighter, and we, she sat me down and she forced me to kind of go through and highlight the activities I would be willing to do, and then we made a spreadsheet. That was cute. 
Hey, you can make fun of me, but it was a cool way to live. No, it's true. Uh, what did we do our first few days? We watched movies. We, watched we went movies. to parties, you we went, know, yeah. and I don't know. We. Uh, yeah, we didn't do anything that romantic, did people we? People used to have p- more parties, I guess. They did? They're having a party right now. She's at a party. She's at a party in Connecticut with the, where they're also taking turns taking care of an infant. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a party. No, but I, I like a combination of Natasha and my... Because I actually think the question under your question... We got we to gotta go. But I think the question under your question is, how do you find fun in dating without using what you're used to using to make it fun which is a an artificial fun maker which is pouring alcohol on top of it how can you feel comfortable being yourself getting out there being silly having a good time without alcohol and i think that the answer to that is practice i think you got to try some stuff date a sober guy make a plan that doesn't involve alcohol and make a plan in the day and something that's like where you're doing something that's why it's like you really can't drink alcohol while you're walking Right. You know, like, unless you're in, like, New, New Orleans, Orleans or something. Yeah. In, in which case, it's a law, I guess. It's a municipal <laughs> law. And you have to have a, 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 you have to have a brass instrument as well. Yeah. You have to, you have to pour a hurricane into a, into a French horn and then it spirals around and you drink it that way. <laughs> but, yeah, just, just try to, uh, okay, use the World Wide Web to find out what some cool things that are happening in New York. I love New that York. idea. I have, yeah. you know, yeah, there's different calendars that pop up that I can... Yeah, and get your tickets for it. And then what I used to do is I would get tickets to something that seemed fun and then figure out who I was going to ask. And I'd be like, remember I invited you to like uh, Book of Mormon? Like I had just bought some tickets. Like, cause I, and like if there's like an outdoor thing, cause things sell out and I don't know. It's like if something sounds really cool. And um, there's a lot more live comedy now. So that can, that can be a thing again. Get your tickets to some comedy shows. You can, you can, and even if you bring a a girlfriend, you can mm-hmm. meet people at these things. So like, and then you meet people who have the same sense of humor as you. Like, that's why like going out to things like you kind of are, you know, that's why it was when Moshe and I met, we already knew that we were, had a lot in common. You know, that's what you were looking for people who have something in common with you. That's why, you know, I think finding activities is good. And we have something in common with you, which is that we have a child that needs our attention. So we, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta go. Okay, well, cool. good luck. And, good luck out there. Thank you so much. This was Thank fantastic. You. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you too. Well, Tosh. Hey, Moj, have fun with your QR codes. I like things on paper. (laughs) I like like having, I like going out to dinner with my friends and not everyone then staring at their phones to get the QR code for the menu. And then they start checking their texts and then their emails and then no one's talking. And then we all look at the news and then we all remember that we're living in hell once again. And then the waiter says, can I take your order? And then you haven't even looked at the person you're on at your dinner with. Well, I just like QR codes. I think they're awesome. Very convenient. When I want to Venmo someone, I just point my phone at it. And Is that I, true? I don't Venmo people. Good. It's really awesome. In I, fact, you should Venmo me for my birthday since you forgot to get me a gift. After years of giving me shit and saying that I don't pay enough attention to your birthday, you didn't even remember that it was my birthday. That's and, not true exactly. And I love that. It's not true That makes exactly. me very happy. Why does that make you very happy? Because you know what? It's just a little bit of ammunition for the future. I Fodder like for the that. Fodder for the future. Okay, well, back to defending myself one, one last time. Yeah. I don't like having to stare at my phone. I like looking at a piece. I, I think it's okay to want to like have a calendar, you know? All, I'm not saying there's, that it's not. All I'm saying is all that information is now on the internet. So it doesn't make sense to go to the 
to the but the internet can only tell you things that you put in what the what the magazines would do is give you ideas well honey you can't really get ideas no my point is yeah. that looking up things to do in manhattan this week is the same as opening the newspaper to the things happening in manhattan this week page okay it's just a different interface. I guess you could s- subscribe to the Sunday New York Times. Then you have the calendar section and then you can find out things that are coming. Boom. Okay, thank you. If you want to give us a call, give us a call at 213-222-8608. And leave your own secret. Or you can email us with a question and then we will call you back. EndlessHoneymoonPod at gmail.com. And also follow our Instagram, EndlessHoneymoonPod. And uh, also all this is on YouTube because... Um, we well, want you to see us. We're all lazy. And if and you would like to see me, thing. don't forget, I'm going to be in Portland at Helium July the 7th, 15th through the 17th. Yes! The one and only former guest of this podcast, Brent Weinbach, is coming to Portland with me. And so I'm going to be having tickets. a ladies' night that whole weekend. I'm going to have a three-day fete. You should have a fete. I'm going to have like four friends spend the night. I I'll love be like, that idea. Moshe's out of town. Bringing home the bacon. Uh, we'll take turns taking care of my baby. I love it. Tosh. Yes. Not only do I love it, but I love you. I love you too.